catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Someone once said, use your voice for kindness, your ears for compassion, your hands for charity, your mind for truth, and your heart for love. We start with love and end with and in love. That is always my word here too. Welcome, I am Tony and this is my side of tech. I share stories and experiences in the world of technology every weekday from 9am till midday West African time while reflecting on what the world celebrates today, World Radio Day. It just hit me that one of the most important tools that I was introduced to when I was still very young was radio. It still remains the most widely consumed medium and a very powerful medium and tool for celebrating humanity in all its diversity and just constitutes a platform for democratic discourse. I remember right now all the voices I used to hear then and how much they impacted and contributed to my perspectives of different things in life. The ability to reach out the widest audience means, you know, really can shape a society's experience of diversity. It can stand as an arena for all voices to speak out, be represented and heard. And radio stations should serve diverse communities. It should offer a wide variety of programs, viewpoints and content and reflect the diversity of audiences in the operations of whatever radio station there is or whatever radio platform there is. Radio continues to be one of the most trusted and most used media in the world according to different international reports. And I'll be, you know, sharing some thoughts on these and how radio has maybe also moved, you know, to like the online radio which we are operating now. Though we still partner with contemporary FM radio stations it's just a radio. It is what it is. Share your experiences with me. Radio experience. First time, most memorable radio experience with me on WhatsApp. You can text or send me a voice note on 0913-558-1766. If you're texting from outside Nigeria, please add plus two, three, four. Today, as we begin the week on a very, very, very good, happy, inspirational and motivational mood, it's a good time time to be alive trust me because a lot more people are dead and a lot more people do not have the opportunities that we have to still make efforts and change things success i say is the sum of small efforts repeated day in and day out every day that is what success really is i'm on the radio and i'm waiting for your feedback let's get started welcome to tony's tech side welcome to africa tech radio Yes, yes, yes. Let's dig deep into the rubbles of history. Don't feel like you already know it all. Come on, you just heard. <laughs> Don't act like you already know it all. So when we dig deep into the rubbles of history, we take a look at the past and use it as a model to make a better future. Not even a better present because we are already living in the present. Today, in 1895... The Lumiere brothers, and Lumiere means light, Auguste Marie Louis Nicolas and Louis Jean patented their cinematograph. It's one of the earliest motion picture projectors. This tool served as a film camera and developer, making it one of the first all in one devices 
beating HP by about a hundred years. Now, these brothers were French manufacturers of photography equipment. What is this cinematograph? It's an early term used for several types of motion picture film mechanisms. Now, the name was used for movie cameras as well as film projectors or for complete systems that also provided means to print the films like we have photographs here. A device by this name was invented and patented as the cinematograph by Leon Borley, a French inventor. He was the one who coined the name cinematograph from the Greek writing in movement. I don't know why they thought about writing in movement, not speaking in movement. I don't know. Due to a lack of money, Bolly could not develop his ideas properly and maintain his patent fees. So the Lumiere brothers were free to adopt the name and in 1895 they applied it to a device that was mostly their own invention. They made the first film, Workers Living the Lumiere Factory, that same year. I've seen that video, it doesn't have sound but God, it was good. So you just had people coming out of a factory, literally just a video, literally. And then it was mind blowing. But now everyone can just switch on their phones. I wanted to even say cameras, but their phones, right? You have like your digital cameras and everything, but you can just use your phone to do the same, make the same video they made over a hundred years ago right now. Together, Louis and Auguste, the brothers, worked to create a motion picture camera that's superior to Thomas Edison's kinetograph, which did not have a projector then. They endeavored to correct the flaws that they saw in the kinetograph and kinetoscope, and they developed a machine with both sharper images and better lighting illumination. This also weighed just about 7.3 kg, which allowed for ease of transportation and for placement. And it was also manually operated as opposed to Thomas Edison's electrical powered camera which you know by the way wasn't very portable Besides this while only one person at a time could use edison's kinetoscope for viewing through an eyepiece just like an early model of a viewfinder the cinematograph by the lumiere brothers could project an image onto a screen so that a large audience of people could view images simultaneously so you see all of these things we have seen or we're seeing now were all products of this first invention or this first move by the lumiere brothers and i'm talking the patenting of the cinematograph after the success of the initial public screening in 1895, this cinematograph became a popular attraction for people all over the world. You would not imagine these brothers took their machine to China and India and it was enjoyed by people of all classes and social standing because, of course, you could have a lot of people view pictures, moving pictures at just one time or in one time. And the cinematograph was used to show films in Nickelodeons, yes, where even the classes could pay the entry fee mm -hmm. remember that i said it produced a sharper projected image than had been seen before its time due to the design so there was a fork held frame behind the lens in place using the perforations in the sides of the film strip the brothers also added to this invention by using a glass flask of water as the condenser to concentrate the light onto the film frame and to absorb heat the flask acted as a safety feature as the lights would no longer focus on a flammable film if the glass were to break due to overheating or accident and in a minute when i return i'll talk about world radio day and how radio kind of influenced me to do radio right now irawo cheishe and um, everyone truly is a star
Today, in the year 2011, the World Radio Day was proclaimed by members of UNESCO and adopted by the United Nations General Assembly the following year, 2012. February 13 became World Radio Day today. Now, I just decided to look through to find stats that had to do with audio content online. And with what I'm saying here, it's classified to like music streaming services, online radio shows or stations, listen to podcasts, listening to audiobooks. This is like audio content. And for online radio shows or stations, we're looking at 21.9%. That's percentage of internet users aged 16 to 64 who listen to this particular content via the internet every week 21 percent of internet users aged 16 to 64 listen to online radio shows or online radio stations radio has proven to be the most trusted and widely consumed form of content anywhere at all and it has made and it has marred people organizations groups ideologies perspectives and it continues to be a tool that can be used to unite a tool that can be used to propagate and a tool that can be used to educate there are several benefits of doing a podcast because yesterday also february 12 marked as africa podcast day so i will just talk about a few tips that podcasters can learn from or reasons why a podcast may fail and maybe how to avoid your newly started podcast from failing because i know a lot of people now on the continent are going into the production and distribution of podcasts so you'll be much more discoverable in search engines like google and youtube if you actually you know do a video podcast too audio podcast yes very well um you'll be able to build yourself as an authority in your niche if you have niche you'll be able to create additional lines of revenue by monetizing those your content these are just a few of the benefits of running a podcast and for things you should look out for lack of focus that's the first one usually people think that it's just easy oh i'm starting a podcast i always hear that oh tony i'm starting a podcast i'm like oh yeah that's really, that's really beautiful okay so what's the, what's the podcast going to be about and they're like uh you know we're just gonna talk i'm like okay but don't you think there are like a million and one people who are just talking no one wants to just hear you talk about random topics and not anything at all right your job is to try to advance a particular mission create an audience around yourself or for your podcast increase the knowledge around a particular area as a podcaster try your best to stay true to your topic if you're doing food your food you can have influences right like things country and food people and food events and food themes and food times and seasons and food but just stay focused on connecting that purpose to the purpose of whoever you plan to meet right it'll be easy for you if you understand who the people you want to listen to your podcast are and what motivates them to listen it'll be difficult if you don't know your customer i mean your listener right if you can't be all you can't be all things to all people that you can't be a news a skit a video an audio sports environment you can't be everything 
on that's your one podcast that drops every week to everybody right you can say oh you're just talking popular things so you're saying okay so how are you talking popular things are you restricting into geography i'm saying you're dealing with the whole continent the world your own specific community you create value when you stay focused on your niche like in your space in your topic so everyone literally when they need anything within that space even if they don't listen to you before they'll come to you then the other thing is lack of quality and quality i mean host persons as guests if you're going to have guests and also quality of the audio and the video Mm -hmm. poor audio quality is a distraction big time and it will just mean that people would tune out or tune off much more often than they would tune in and when they tune in they would most likely want to tune out there is no winning with poor quality once you've planned to produce a good quality show you can place your focus on the quality of your conversation then the topics and then how you present and how you implement here also if this is just something just to add to it if you're going to be the host you don't expect to start on a first day and just going to be like an all-star winning host yeah so the best podcast hosts have developed their talent over the years they didn't just start out and be winning podcast hosts right they most likely started out as bad as you did most people don't like to tell you the backstories but they did if you ask them you would know and everything worth doing takes practice and time practice makes perfect then something else to consider is podcasting is a lot of work and this work happens week in week out for those who drop their things week in week out for those who do it once in a month for those who do it every day it's a lot of work if you're going to be producing a daily or weekly show then you have to know that you can't just take a day off or you can't just take a week off you have to be consistent if you want to really be successful at it and your expectation of success should also be broken down into steps and stages right the moment you disappear on your listener your listeners will disappear on you in the long run you also need to honor your commitment it's really really important see podcasting isn't for everyone you have to be willing to execute day in and day out are you really prepared to put in the work you know writing your show notes uploading the audio all the video formats across the internet creating a website for your archives doing social media promotions dropping maybe audio video teasers on episodes that you're working on or your best episodes or something creating graphics for your show scheduling guests recording itself post-production and everything that goes into it and even the things i cannot remember to mention right here and then i think something else that's really important aside execution is distribution mm-hmm. see there are over 60 hours of video uploaded every 60 seconds to youtube you're not the only one in this content business the internet is already full so just like i said before you have to start with a niche that's the first thing focus man focus on me focus on me what's your focus right and then it it takes you all the way down to the second thing i said and the third thing i said which is you know the quality of the sound quality of presentation quality of guest quality of host execution audio and video quality if you're going to be doing video then execution how are you going to be executing it and then before you now think of distribution yeah really really important if you don't plan to put out your podcast in all the places where your listeners are and place your podcast where these people are readily available to listen to then it's just going to be issue distribution is key to a successful podcast you need to figure it out and there is no fast way to do it right there is no corner corner way to do it you just have to do it right and taking us back to the theme for world radio day today which is the 12th edition radio and peace 
I've noticed now that there's a lot happening in the world. There's a lot happening on the continent too, from drought to insecurity to electricity issues to climate and environmental issues. A lot of things are happening. Since wars begin in the minds of men, since evil, insecurity, all of these things begin in the minds of men, it is in the minds of men also that the defenses of peace must be constructed. Today, it is true that TV gives everyone an image, but radio gives birth to a million images in a million brains. So I speak to all those who are creating audio content on radio, across any platform at all, audio content, and all those who have put in the years, who have put in the work, efforts into making radio what it is, what it was and what it is and what it will be. Let's create images of peace in people's brains. Elections are coming in Nigeria. How exactly are you selling these perspectives of the content and how are you telling the different stories that are to be told? Let's tell stories of peace. Let's tell stories of progress, growth and development. This is Tony's Tech Side. Well, with all the talk that we had last week about ChatGPT, BARD, Google's mistake, AI-powered Bing, and Edge browser, I think it's important that as we're all talking about AI, the rise of AI technologies, the rise and rise of them, we should also consider responsible AI. What does that mean? Okay, let me help you out. Today on Tech Word of the Day, our word is responsible AI, R-A-I, responsible artificial intelligence. This is the development and the use of artificial intelligence in a way that is ethically and socially trustworthy. Legal accountability is an important factor that drives responsible AI initiatives. Now, it's important to legally protect the rights and privacy of individuals, especially as artificial intelligence systems are increasingly being used to make decisions that directly affect the lives of people. It is also important to protect the developers and organizations who are building, who are designing, and also developing AI systems. The principles and best practices of responsible AI are designed to help both consumers and producers mitigate the negative financial, reputational, and ethical risks that black box AI and machine bias can introduce. Now, there are several key principles that organizations working with AI should follow to ensure that their technology is being developed and used in a socially responsible manner. First is fairness. Now, an AI system should not increase or perpetuate existing biases or discrimination and should be designed to treat all individuals and demographic groups fairly. For example, white and black. I know that when the design and development of phone cameras, for example, started, we found out that there are some bias and discrimination to the dark colored skin. I can't place my fingers on my hand right now on exact examples, but that had to be looked into. You'd find out that, in quotes, the lighter skin glowed or looked a lot more beautiful or fancier than the dark skin or darker skin when captured on camera because, not because they intentionally did it that way, but because most of the skin types that they use to check 
the camera when the camera was being worked on when the camera was being developed were all or almost all lighter skins so right now they are trying to ensure that when developing cameras you see they're saying oh we're looking for darker skin persons so that we can ensure that their skin tone is well taken care of when it comes to the illumin that's lighting and how it is being captured on cameras and phones so that's like one example now the second one is transparency an ai system should be understandable and explainable notes understandable and explainable to both the people who use them and the people who are impacted by them ai developers should also be transparent about how the data used to train their ai system is collected stored and used let me give you an example for an ai system to be able to answer your question they need to feed it with questions and answers right so what kind of questions and answers are they feeding it like a child for it to be able to give you the responses and the feedback that you need when you actually ask questions and then how diverse are the information blocks or pieces that they're giving to the ai system or technology it's really really important ai system should be designed and used in a way that does not cause harm also it's really important organizations individuals developing and using ai should be accountable for the decisions and the actions that the technology takes and every ai system should be designed to enable human oversight and intervention when necessary there was a movie i watched late last year and it was about a house that was ai so the house would literally do anything and everything for you without any human oversight for now i don't think we're there yet right because no matter how advanced the technology is there should be human supervision human oversight and intervention when necessary and then the final one is continuous improvement responsible ai requires ongoing monitoring to ensure outputs are continuously aligned with ethical ai principles and societal values responsible ai is about ensuring that the risk and unintended consequences associated with ai are identified and managed so that ai is used in the best interest of the society now this links to the reports that africa tech radio is currently working on and will be published soon which is on artificial intelligence and human rights in africa it's the first of its kind you know the first time it's happening and we need to start having these discussions as time goes on we'll keep briefing you would give you you know details of what it is what it's about we'll probably do twitter spaces and have a webinar but we'll keep you up to date as far as you are following us at a tech radio on instagram and africa tech radio on twitter and on facebook and if you're on linkedin so just search for mankind and artificial intelligence there's a lot more coming up you have no idea the amount of development and the amount of growth that would happen in the next few years regzi mobad will give you an idea kpk that's exactly <laughs> you have no idea bro okay so lots of things are happening and one of the things that everybody's doing now is the ai thing that's exactly what is in vogue now yes Opera Mini will be adding the chat GPT as a thing to their sidebar and they're already building the chat GPT part to to the sidebar of Opera and if you have Opera Opera is the browser if you have Opera Mini the browser to 
the feature is called Shotin, and Shotin, like S-H-O-R-T-E-N, is part of the company's broader plans to integrate AI tools into its browser. It is similar to what Microsoft is doing with the Edge. The Edge browser is Microsoft's. And as shown in a demo included in Opera's blog post, you can activate the feature by selecting the Shotin button to the right of the address bar. From there, a sidebar with ChatGPT will pop out from the left, which will then generate a neat bulleted summary of the article or the web page that you are looking at. This announcement comes just days after Microsoft revealed the AI-powered Bing and Edge. While the company's search engine will offer access to an AI chatbot that provides unnoted answers to queries, Edge will come with an AI co-pilot that can seemingly summarize web pages or articles as well as generate text for social media posts and more. Google also showed off you know, its AI search bot BARD earlier this week, although it's not available for users to demo just yet. And it also came with some backlash because they felt like Google CEO Sundar Pichai rushed into that demo and there were some issues with it which most seen is the wrong answer to one of the questions factually that was used in the demo of Bard. The shotting feature by Opera isn't available to everyone just yet though. The Vice President of Marketing and Communications at Opera, Jan Standel, told The Verge that it's going to launch in browsers very soon. And they're also working on other AI-powered features that augment the browsing experience and plans. And they have plans on adding popular AI-generated content services to their sidebar, which I have just spoken about. It's not clear yet what this could entail, but the prospects of this generally improving a lot of things is what is heartwarming and is what is really important now there's a certain backlash that those staff at google are sending the way of the ceo and for me i just think two wrongs will not make it right at all right so if the ceo rushed everyone at google into the demo and then there were issues on demo day then you guys should have just said you know what we really cannot do this we really cannot demo or do the demonstration on this particular day and let hell let's lose and every let everyone know that oh yes we couldn't do it um but for now it's already live it's public right there's nothing you can do right now there's no need shifting blame or spreading blame all that's just supposed to be done now is fixing that issue and bringing out something else that is way much more better than what microsoft has done let's the ai wars continue guys i'm here for violence okay i'm here for peace oh sorry yeah i just said i'm I'm a preacher of peace and love so i wanted to say i'm here for violence no peace no love but no we preach love here and that's how it will continue so all good one love two wrongs don't make it right google let's learn let's get back into the game it's not going to be fun if we just have one person microsoft going ahead in this ai thing so please let's equal things up and let's get the party started so how loyal will students be with this new policy the Makarere University graduation has said that both parents and graduating students should not come carrying cell phones and cameras to the 73rd Makarere University graduation. 
<laughs> in other words, those looking to take selfies or those looking to go live on social media will have to hold on and do that when they go back home. Also, canned foods, drinks, and backpacks are also banned from the ceremony in which graduating students are only allowed two guests. How loyal will people stay to this? How do they wish to implement this? And there are a lot of questions in my head, but in this Asian time, they didn't really say why they decided to put these under banned items. But we just noticed that aside from canned foods and drinks and backpacks, you know, cell phones and cameras also made the list of banned things. We look forward to seeing over how they manage the over 1,000 graduating students and their parents, or rather, two allowed guests, which makes it say a thousand. And if two people bring, you know, a thousand, a thousand each, we're talking two times one thousand in addition to the one thousand. That's about three thousand plus people. So they're looking to having almost 4K number of people, and they're saying. Cell phones and cameras are one of the things that are on the list of banned things. I intend to see a lot of videos. <laughs> okay, I will not say anything more than that. Let's all try to be loyal to what they all said. And let's hope for the best. Etel Africa also has announced that it has acquired 5G spectrum in Kenya, Tanzania, Nigeria, and Zambia, meaning that Etel Africa now has the capacity to offer high-speed internet to customers who need faster speeds beyond what 5G offers. And this is big house because in Nigeria, it's just MTN and the other company, just two companies in Nigeria who for now offer 5G services. And if Airtel Africa has gotten Spectrum license, then, then it's really good. And Kenya will be rolling out very soon, according to what Airtel Africa has said. So we're looking forward to Kenya 5G services by Airtel Africa in Kenya in 2023. And then Tanzania, Nigeria, and Zambia roll out maybe later on in 2023. Now, talking about Nigeria, mobile transactions worth 2.37 trillion naira is what Nigerians did in January 2023. A lot of people will think that this number, which represented... 125% increase over the same period in the year 2022 is because of the ongoing cash shortage. But I would want to let you know that also just in December 2022, it did 2.48 trillion in mobile transactions. That's how much Nigerians transacted. The amount of money that went around in Nigeria through mobile transactions 2.48 trillion naira and the highest in record so far any mobile transaction number done in nigeria it should be noted that december is you know a month known for higher spending due to christmas and new year celebrations in most parts of the country and also transaction volume and value have surged over 50 percent and 18 percent respectively since the announcements to introduce the new naira notes Mm -hmm. And volume and value was 709 billion and 2 trillion naira at the end of October 2022. So is Nigeria really going cashless? These figures I've just read out to you is from a recent data from the Nigeria Interbank Settlement Systems, the NIBSS. The volume of transactions in the largest African economy increased by 55% from last year to this year. Mm -hmm. 
and it's really really good right it is good while we are pushing people to go cashless the cashless economy we should ensure that the people who are underserved and those who we qualify as not having the infrastructure to be online and engage in mobile transactions according to what they call them these people are the people that are the unbanked let's all try also as we're making efforts to move those who are banked to the cashless economy let's ensure that we're moving the bank to either the banked or we're taking care of them properly because that's the only way that we can have inclusion financially and everybody can move from one level to the other poverty rates according to stats nigeria is a poverty capital but then these transaction numbers and stats keeps increasing let's ensure that we're carrying everyone along as we're doing this yeah anything can happen anything can be achieved if we put our mind to it okay so we're wrapping up with the last set of juiciest tech stories to binge on as we start the week and the first in the last set of three would be gaming startup carry first acquiring mobile board game gebeta the amount for this transaction so far is undisclosed but this acquisition is happening at a time when africa's mobile gaming industry is experiencing mobile growth like big 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 growth and talking about this iwaju the iwaju story which has kugali media and disney yes yes the disney you know of in that partnership to ensure that the iwaju story goes global that is one that's a big one last week there was also another one happening where two powerhouses in the gaming and animation industry also came together and a lot is happening gebeta is a mobile board game that is based on the principles of mancala games but with increased engagement it was launched in 2019 and quickly gained popularity due to the great visuals that the game has the game was a standout among others and it won the 2020 apps africa best app for the year and in november 2020 carry first entered a global multi-year partnership with ethiopian-based developer gene games to publish gebeta now carry first plans to increase the resources dedicated to developing gebeta and prepare it for a global launch and talking of something that's also really important mastercard recently announced that it is working and partnering this is another partnership too with network international the lending enabler of digital commerce across the middle east and africa which is called mena m-e-n-a to address fraud declines and chargebacks in order to reduce the cost and risk for acquirers now i know this has happened a lot within the last three weeks in nigeria where you you know use your card and it gets declined because of the many issues nigeria's had with the nara redesign you know and clamp down on whether the dating you know whether something is happening now it's not happening now and till now a lot of people are still in limbo they don't they're not sure if they should accept old naira notes or they should you know accept the redesigned notes or only take redesigned notes i was at the gas station and i think over the weekend and the gas station with their full chest were saying we do not collect old naira notes we do not collect old naira notes only new naira notes or we use our pos and i saw a lot of people who 
their cards got declined and someone came and the person said last week i've I've come to confirm if you guys are really serious because last week i used the pos i got debited until today and this is like one week interval the person you know as at that time had not gotten and nothing and banks were not open so she couldn't go into lay a complaint or anything so she was just literally in limbo she was pissed right so they had to beg her like oh no everything is fine or it's better off now so with this partnership things like declines things like use of cards when you're not there fraud with you know future cards and chargebacks you know would most likely either be eliminated or be reduced now network will launch mastercard's brighterian artificial intelligence across the region providing transaction fraud screening and merchant monitoring to acquirers and to business this will be really good and this is really big and that's why it's important for partnerships like this to continue to happen now to the last news before i get out of here Sairi Labs first proprietary nanosat satellite hardware has gone to space. Now Sairi Labs has joined the ranks of African satellite component manufacturers with certified space hardware by integrating its first proprietary nano satellite hardware the SPP board on the Antares Janus 1. The SPP board is wholly manufactured in Kenya. Totally everything the whole component the whole nano satellite component hardware is manufactured in kenya and it's a communication board that provides among other things mission data downlink dissemination to the ground station in addition it ensures that the satellite is in constant communication with the ground stations that control the satellite and also deliver the data that the mission requires now this satellite was launched aboard the indian space research organization's second developmental flight of the small satellite launch vehicle the story the cocoa of this thing is that africans are doing a lot more when it comes to go into space and when it comes to working and manufacturing the components that actually help people go to space that is the cocoa of this thing what we have just shared here and it's really really good i must say that we're taking this step and i must say thank you to everyone who tuned in who keeps on tuning in for those who had some rest and for those who have no idea what the weekend was or what the weekend felt like let's all be grateful for small mercies yeah for the fact that you're alive is one big thing to be happy about and as we celebrate world radio day today and world africa podcast day honestly it's a new day it's a new week to find happiness let's focus less on what we want and rather focus more on what we have and use what we have which is our voices to create the peace and the calm and the development that we want in the world. Shiki Mukoma, that's actually how I end. Everyone can be good the way they are right now. Don't wait for tomorrow, guys. Let it be today. This is Tony Sexai. Thank you for staying tuned. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.